Guys, guess what? It is Thursday. Uh, that's the day of the week, but also uh, the day we record or what, the day we post our podcast. And uh, we're going to do that today because um, we're committed, but also we didn't do it last week because of holidays, man. Because we got families and people to see and, and babies to kiss and hands to shake and all, all the good things. Um, so, yeah, we missed last week. And um, I'm not sorry about it. Nate, are you sorry about it? Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit sorry. Uh, we care about you guys, but like, you know, we're not sorry. So um, take that how you want. Um, this is the first of all podcasts. Um, my name is McCarty. That's Nate that you just heard. Uh, we do this every week. Uh, we usually record on Wednesdays just to, you know, be real with you. But today's Thursday and that's when we're doing it. And if anybody has any complaints, then just save it because we don't really care. Um, but with all that said, uh, all that lovely welcome, we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. So, McCarty, I know that there, I know that there are plenty of, did, did I start with so? Is that what you normally start with? <laughs> no, I start with uh, usually, okay. which like annoys, the, I annoys me so much. So, All right, well, I start with so. But anyway... I know that there are shows about this, and I know that there are skits, and there are a lot of funny things associated with what with the topic that I'm about to discuss. And I'll just throw it out there real quick. Uh, speaking with your barber or your hairdresser for the ladies while you're getting your hair cut, and I know that there are funny stuff about it, but I really want to hear, because what this podcast is about is taking those things, those everyday things, and hearing from normal people and not like scripts, like funny scripts and stuff. So McCarty, what is your take on speaking with your barber whilst, whilst getting your haircut? Uh, well, I think so. A barber to me is like a separate category of like body services that we get. So I thought you were going to ask about like dentist or you go to the doctor, maybe even an eye doctor to be specific, um, things like that. So um, a barber is like its own separate category. I actually, I mean, if I had a preference, I would just say barber, like don't talk to me. You know, I'm here to pay you to cut my hair. I've already told you how I want it done. You know, just do it. And like really the hairstyle that me and Nate have, which is similar it really only takes like 10 minutes max. I mean, you're just shaving hair for the most part. So if you really like didn't talk at all, we could just be out of here and you'd make, you know, $20 in 10 minutes and we just move on with our lives. But I don't mind it. I'll say that I, I would rather them not, but I don't mind it as much because it doesn't really interfere that much. Like a, a barber can talk to me and I can talk back without like interrupting the flow of what we're trying to accomplish here. Uh, when you go to like a doctor, especially a dentist, I don't even understand why dentists try to talk. I mean, just make it a rule or like illegal that you can like a dentist can talk to you because, first of all, they don't they talk about stuff that you don't even know anything about. You know, they like start talking about cavities and your gums are weak and you get you need this test and you need this coloring and all this crap that like. They never have good news and they never say anything that we know anything about. So we can't even comment on it. It's just all bad and we don't even know what they're talking about. So just don't even talk. And you got your hands and your tools and stuff in my mouth. So just be done with it. Doctors kind of the same way. Like you're probably there for a reason. You don't really like want to discuss it that further. You know, you just want to get fixed and, and move on with your life. 
Um, but barbers, yeah, man, I really don't mind it as much. Like I said, I'd rather them not, but like, it's not like a deal breaker or like, a, it doesn't really change things for me. But the thing is you, I mean, you know, as well as anybody, I can't stand small talk and that's all barbers do. You know, it's just like a full 30 minutes of small talk, which is so annoying. So I guess if that, if I consider that, then I really would rather them not. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I just came from getting my hair cut and I've had both experiences. Like I, I have wanted my barber to not speak with me. I'm going to say barber and hairdresser. When I say barber, know that I'm referring to both uh, ladies. You talk the way that you want to with your hairdresser. I don't know how it goes. If it's the same thing, then maybe I'll laugh a little bit. Um, if it's not, then it's not, I don't know, but I enjoy speaking with my current barber and uh, he actually takes about 45 minutes to cut hair. Um, Too long. It is, it's a really long time. He does a really good job. That's number one. He does a really good job. It, could it be done faster? Yes. But also we do get into some like very good conversation. And I do appreciate that about the haircut is that it can get to a place beyond small talk, but it, it depends on the person that you go to. And I know that's with anything, but I just, so tell me this though. You said you like talking to your current barber and it sounded like there was some emphasis on current. So does that mean in the past? So what you're saying is you don't mind the conversation depending on who the barber. Oh, absolutely. And I, I've had some in the past where they are forcing you to come up with topics to talk about. And that's the, that's just the worst kind of barber you can get. That sounds like this podcast actually. <laughs> what is it? It's- just me, just you forcing me to come up with topics and then just talking about yeah, the topics I that I bring up. Most topics. That's I can't for our listeners. That is absolutely I not came true. Up with this current one, I came up with last week or two weeks ago. I mean, I'm on a roll. Yeah, like butter, he's on a roll. Uh, yeah, Nate, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Barbers just whatever. Don't talk, talk. Just like do it quickly is really all I, I care have a about. question for you. Please. Would you even know your dentist if you saw them out in the world? <laughs> Dude, I haven't been to the dentist in years, bro. Okay. I pay for dental insurance like, you know, like normal adults do. And I'm like legit, I pay for it because they asked me, you know, like if they didn't ask, do you want dental insurance? I would have never thought of it, to be honest. But they were like, hey, check this box if you want dental insurance. And I'm like, I guess, you know, like just in case, but I've paid for it my whole adult life, which is like going on three years now. And I've never been to the dentist once. So you probably shouldn't no, I, don't, I, I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. I think the dentist is, they never have good news. And like my teeth work, you know, I've been eating every day, lots of times a day for years and never had an issue. So I don't, I'm wrong about it. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, but I'm not going to go to the doctor. I mean, the dentist, I'm just not, it's, it's a waste of time. Nothing good ever comes out of it. And like my teeth are really clean. I have a good smile. I just, I don't need it. I really feel like I don't, you know, I, I grew up in a, I think most people do in a family dentist and she must. Okay. I'm going to tell a story real quick. It's a funny story. It's about the dentist. Um, I hate going to the dentist. It's a, it's a headache. It's a full day of a headache, uh, like a literal headache for, um, uh, getting metal shoved in your mouth and we've heard about dentists like people people talk about dentists they say the same thing like you know they shove the they shove that stuff in your mouth and uh it hurts like it's sharp objects they scrape your gums it doesn't make sense it mm-hmm. seems counterproductive to me but i had this appointment okay and yes i scheduled this appointment i am an adult now i scheduled the appointment to get my teeth clean i started a new job 
and I scheduled an event on the same day, and I forgot. So we get to that day, or the day before, and the lady who does the counter, she must have been working there for 30 years now. She calls me, (laughs) and she says, are you going to make your appointment tomorrow? And I said, oh, man, I can't. I accidentally scheduled an event. I'm going to have to reschedule. And on the phone, I hear her sigh in disappointment. And she says, you really should try to make your appointments in the future. <laughs> and I was sit- sitting there thinking to myself, like, okay, maybe maybe you know me, but I don't know you. And that is not the way that you say that to somebody. Like, I missed my appointment, and I'm sorry. I'm going to reschedule. But I felt like I was, like, in trouble with this woman. I don't even know who she is. Well, I'll tell you what. They're going to be using some extra sharp objects next time you oh, go. Because they got they- – they wrote it in a file, bro. That's why I don't trust all those people. Like doctors, I trust doctors pretty, pretty widely. I trust doctors because like they know, you know, they've been to so much school. It's like, why would they lie? After all this school and all this money they pay for school, why would they not do their job? So I don't, I trust them, but like dentists and stuff, dude, I just don't. Or like eye doctors, and I feel like they write stuff in those files and they like, they pass notes like they're in elementary school. I just don't trust them. And they just keep like a main file somewhere of all the things that you've done to them. Yeah. It's like a Facebook message or something or like, you know, the McCarty Facebook file. And they just type stuff all the time. And I don't trust it. I mean, I haven't really been to the same doctor, both medical and eye doctor in a really long time because I moved all over the place. So like, the I never see the same one twice. So who really knows? I think I'm kind of like under the radar, really, when it comes to that kind of thing. And stuff. you have to be able to trust the body services people because they're the ones who hold your life in their hands. Your life, yeah. Yeah. Like your hair. They hold they hold a lot of stuff, yeah. Your hair, but the hair grows back, though. It does eventually, but man, that can mess you up for a while. Yeah, I used to wear a lot of hats, which tells you something about my hair. Great clips, man. That's no, dude. It, well, unless they want to sponsor us, I don't really have much that's to, true. good that's to say true. about Great Cliffs. So I want to leave that open <laughs> just in case. But yes, I also something I I think I've told this before, but uh, and Nate may be similar. I actually don't know, but um, I am the most loyal to my barber. The most, bro. Like I, if my barber that I whatever city I'm in and I find a barber that I like. I will swear by that that barber. Like I'll go there consistently. I won't I won't cheat on my barber with anybody other any other barbers at all. I just pick one and I stay with it. And I'll go to war for that barber if we need to. Man, like I really will. There was a barber that I had in New Jersey. I found him. I usually like people that are kind of like under you know like they're like the small town barber or like the mom and pop barber. That's usually where I go. And I found this guy online. I went to him. His name was Mike, of course, because what barber's name is not Mike. And so he would do a great job. He was like, had a really weird background as most barbers do. Uh, but he was really like interesting guy. And he was like kind of near where I first moved. And then I moved like kind of far away from my first apartment. But I would still drive like 45 minutes to go see Mike the barber because I just loved him and like he did my hair so well and exactly like I wanted he knew my voice I could just call him on the phone I could say what's up Mike and he knew exactly who it was and would put me down and it was amazing so I haven't found that in 
uh atlanta i've only got my hair cut one time and her name was falinda which sounds like a pretty promising one um so i'll probably go back to her but i'm just saying like when it comes to barbers and you find one you like like dudes will die for their barber that's just like part of it because you know it's consistent and it you know like you said you don't want to have to be stuck wearing a lot of hats so you gotta, you know, you gotta find that right. And part. I agree completely. Like, uh, people may think McCarty's exaggerating. He's not at all. Um, people stick to their barbers. My barber was literally talking to me today about moving to Cincinnati. And while he was talking, I tuned him out and was just thinking about, okay, it's probably going to be <laughs> 20 bucks in gas on top of my haircut. That's not too bad. You're like, yeah, but what about me? That's though? what I'm saying. You can't move to Cincinnati. I'm I here. drive to him. To get my haircut, I would I within reason. I'm not gonna, you know, if they move states away, whatever. I'm not gonna. You got to draw the line somewhere. But if you're in town, you know, if you're in town where they're at, you're gonna get your haircut by. Okay, truthfully though, tell me now. You have to make a decision now. If he moves to Cincinnati, would you drive an hour to get your haircut? Yes. <laughs> That's actually kind of wild. I mean, I drove 45 minutes, but it was like because it's new jersey traffic so like it really wasn't that far it was probably like i don't know 12 miles maybe but like cincinnati's low-key far from where i would probably start i would probably you know the process of finding a new one um but for for my haircuts until i heard about somebody else that's like good i would probably just you know uh just let's go to cincinnati for a romantic weekend and i have an appointment (laughs) on that friday kind of thing you're like, I really want to see the aquarium just like really bad on this one day specifically when I have a hair appointment. Make it a date. Yeah, I get that, man. Um, so something else that uh, dudes, I mean, girls probably notice it too. I just haven't had as many conversations or any conversations with them about this. But uh, Nate, you notice people at the gym. Um, there's not. OK, let me first establish when you go to the gym, like we're all on the same page. Okay, we're all trying to get healthy. We're really what we're essentially trying to do is get sexy. That's what you want to do. You want to be sexy by the time you stop going to the gym, which is, you know, whatever date you have in mind. I think that you have to have like an end date if you're like pursuing something in the gym. Like my goal is to be sexy by February. Okay, but I can't just like be like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym just for the rest of time. Like that's going to get really old. You got to have like a goal and like try to reach it. That's a little TED Talk side note. But when you go to the gym where we're all trying to get sexy, there's like equipment that have certain ways that you're supposed to use them. And even like free weights and and, uh, like benches that have, you know, the bar on them, stuff like that. Like it's all like very clear how you're supposed to do these exercises. And they're that way for a reason. Okay, There, there are years and years and years of human like studying the human body, understanding how muscles work, what the best exercises are to get the best results, like all of that, like engineers and scientists are paid a lot of money to figure that stuff out. And then you go to the gym and there's always one, always, or maybe more than one, but they're always on some machine doing it the wrong way, but on purpose. Okay. So you'll see somebody get on like a shoulder press machine and then like, you know, you're, you're supposed to be facing out with your back to the machine and they turn around and do it the opposite way and put their face on the little mat, the bat Mac. Okay. Mat back <laughs> mat. So there's this, I saw somebody the other day doing, um, 
a, the lat pull downs where you put your, your face like toward the machine and you pull the bar over your head. This dude was turned sideways on it and pulling it down with one hand. And I'm like, that might work. It might probably not. But also like, are you, do you know more about the human body than the guys that built this machine? Like they paid, they were paid so much money to do it. And then the machine costs so much money. And this gym that you pay money to go to decided that that equipment was necessary for you, but to do it in a very specific way. Like, I don't, I don't understand people that think they're so much better at doing these exercises in their own variation than what they're designed for. I just like for years, we've been doing it the, the normal way and people look great across the country. Let me tell you, there's some great looking people that do the, the normal exercises. And then there's these people that think they're better than the system we've created. And they do, you know, they stand sideways on the machine or they put their face where they're not supposed to be, or they get on one of the leg machines and do it backwards. Like, what is that? What are you trying to accomplish there? I just don't get it. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, it's kind of like with anything, you just, they have to be different, I guess. I think they see other people getting huge and a lot of it, McCarty, you can, you can, you'll speak to this more than I, than I will. But a lot of, a lot of the size, a lot of the mass, a lot of the muscles that you get, I'm pretty sure this is proven. Cardi again, back me up. It's genetics though. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely is a big part of it. Like I'm Nate's bigger than me, but I'm a skinny guy. I'm, I'm very skinny. And that's because my parents were skinny when they were young and, that's just like the genetics. I'm also like very average height. Like my mom's five, two and my dad's five, six. So like, I just didn't really have the genetics that were going my direction. And like, I'm not built to be a professional athlete. I knew that I'm like this five ten white dude. That's like very average looking. So yeah, there's like a lot of genetics that go into making a body look really awesome with like huge muscles and super toned you can get there by enough work, but it's, I'm never going to look like the, like the rock. I'm just never, it's not even possible for me. to. Well, do and this is just a theory, but I think a lot of the people that do the things so differently, number one, they they may have seen it somewhere else. Like someone they follow is probably doing this workout somewhere else. And they just like, Oh man, I got to do that workout. Even though they have no idea what it actually does. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's part of it. But the other part of it is they're probably seeing these people who are much bigger than them or, you know, whatever, more athletic and, uh, you know, maybe doing stuff certain way and they have to follow that, um, not knowing that they can't actually attain that, um, the way that that person got there. And so that person who's huge could be doing it sideways and it's probably not doing, like you said, it's not doing what it's designed for because you're not supposed to do it that way, but they can get away with it because they're huge. And some people mm -hmm. just can't do that. So what Nate is essentially saying for all those young people that listen to our podcast, and this is very important. So I'll give you, I'm going to give you a two second pause to grab a pencil or a pen and something to write on. It could be your hand. But what Nate is saying is that when you follow your dreams, as you're told as a kid, you're not going to reach all of them. Okay. Nate, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. In a, in a very roundabout way, that's, that, that is it. Yeah. And I'm saying that in a joking way, sort of, but also like if you want to be an NBA star and you look like I do, you're not going to be an NBA star. So I just, I know it's cynical, but you have to know 
when you're growing up, it's better to be realistic than to live in some fantasy world and then be, dis- be disappointed when you turn out to be 5'9", 150 pounds, and not that athletic that you can't pursue every dream that you want, okay? And, you know, if you want to be the first astronaut to go to Mars and you're nine years old right now, like you probably don't have that much of a shot because they're going to do that pretty soon. So, you know, some dreams are just going to get crushed right here, and that's that's fine. But we're out here to teach you how to live life, and that's what we're doing. Okay, so write all that down, memorize it, and then tell your friends about it because that's what we're here. We're here okay, for that. Okay, well, McCarty had his soapbox. Let me go real quick, too. I agree with him to an extent, okay? We have, we have discussed this before. I need to preface everything McCarty is saying by letting everybody know McCarty did not grow up watching Disney. All right. He does. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care about things. He doesn't watch movies that can't possibly be real. He doesn't watch, uh, I don't know, Lord of the Rings. He doesn't watch Star Wars. He doesn't watch uh, Marvel. Okay. So he doesn't really, he doesn't really know how to dream number one, but what he's saying is I don't have an imagination, which is not true. Let me also say, but continue. McCarty has no imagination. And that's what I'm trying to say. But, with that being said, know that you can pursue your dreams. Um, if you are a 5'2 person, if you are a 5'2 individual, and you want to play in the NBA, what we want to tell you is know that they, I mean, the shortest guy that's ever played is what, 5'10, 5'9? No, dude. I think it was like Muggsy Bose, Muggsy Bose was like 5'2, but that he's like the only one. I think the shortest person in the NBA right now is like 5'9. Okay, nine. but just know that, know that there are first. But also know that, like through the years, um, people have just gotten taller. They've gotten bigger, and the the chances of you getting to that place if you're four nine, uh, five foot, is less than somebody who is born six eight, and they can just step on a court, and somebody's gonna be like, that person's who we're taking because he's six eight, right? So just know that in advance, but also dream big because I am a big advocate for dreaming big. I grew up on Disney, and I have an imagination, and McCarty doesn't. That's all. (laughs) Well, I just – I mean I don't even have a rebuttal other than that's not true. I have plenty of an imagination. My imagination is grounded in what is physically possible, and there's nothing wrong with that, okay? My imagination is so strong that I actually want to make real things happen, okay? I don't live in whatever neck of the woods Winnie the Pooh was in, okay? I live in reality. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm trying to, you know, be a, the best event planner in the world, okay? That's that's imagination right there, okay? So mark that down, and Nate can get off his soapbox. And I don't even know why we call it that, to be honest. What is a soapbox? No one even has one You know, Jess said that to me Aaron. the other day about um, – I said she was fit to be tied, and just uh, have you heard that? Yeah, I, I that's a very southern one. I'm actually surprised that you yeah, know that I, one. Yeah, and I, my parents had a lot growing up. McCarty has a lot of ridiculous ones that truly don't make sense. Um, but I, I hear those expressions, and I just say them. You know, she's fit to be tied. She's re- she's angry. She's ready to you know she's ready to fight. And Jess is like, what does that even mean? And I said, oh, she was just angry. She's about to go off. She said, well, why don't you just say that? And I was like, well, you know, I, you and McCarty are very similar because McCarty also um, hates things that don't make sense. So, Yeah, those sayings don't – I don't get them at all. I think fit to be tied is like from – like in the old olden days when somebody was like acting out or acting crazy or like had a mental illness or something, they literally would just tie them up 
and make them like not. Move. Well, I think soapbox maybe is similar. Sure they may have had something literally like you could stand on and say what you what you thought or something. Oh, maybe. Maybe in the town square, you think? Maybe people should drop it on our Facebook page and let us know if they actually know. Also, a little <laughs> plug, drop your favorite expression um, and maybe where you heard it from. Yeah, that would be great, actually. We'll we'll try to read some of those for next week because I actually love hearing those. My mom is like the queen of those because she, she grew up like in a cornfield or something. I don't even know if she had a house growing up. She lived in the sticks, you know, somewhere, but she has like all of those kind of things. I think they just talked in those figures of speech. Like they had their own language. Um, anyway, we only have about five minutes left, maybe six minutes left. Uh, and I, I wrote down a lot of things um, that we, I guess we'll get to next week because uh, we are very rigid on sticking to our 30 minutes here because as much as you like to listen to us, no one needs to listen to us for an hour. Okay. I don't even like talking for an hour. That's so not true. we just, you know, well, it's not true. Actually, I could talk for a very long time. Um, but I am conscious of other people wanting to listen. Um, I think that here's a question that you've never thought about. No one's ever thought about, but I think it's important for us to realize, you know, what kind of world we're living in. Nate, tell me, an- just answer this question first reaction. And then I'll kind of comment on it, and then I'll give you a chance to respond again. Do you think you've met in person? Do you think you've met 10,000 people? Yes. All right. So I think that – I don't think I have. I'm going to be I, – I don't really don't think I have. Um, I don't know how you would ever quantify this or, like, track it, but if you really consider how many people 10,000 is – I really don't think we have like when I say met, I guess I should have clarified a little. Well, no, I was going to say, do you know 10,000 people's names? But that doesn't really matter because there's a lot of people that I like might recognize that I don't really remember the name because I'm really bad at that. But I think that really, if you if you try to think about how many people 10,000 is like, let's take Instagram, for example, like I have like a little bit over 1100 followers on Instagram uh weird flex by the way um but i don't even know all of those people i don't even know them most of not most of them i don't know all of them and like that's just like one that's 10 percent of the question of ten thousand. i just feel like we really don't actually like if, even think about nate think about your whole family like all the people that you know in your family it pro- probably would only amount to like maybe 30 or 40 people and that's still like such a small amount of people. And then you go to work and you might know, you know, 50 of your colleagues. You know, like that's still like so small compared to 10,000. So after that, what do you think? While you were talking, I did some math in my head. And are you talking about people that you know or literally a new person that you meet, you learn their name and you move on? I guess I would say recognize. Okay. Like you, if you saw him again, you'd be like, "Oh, I've met that oh, person." Oh, heck no! I'd be like, I, "No, no." You haven't. You don't think ten thousand? I well, I was doing math, and I was just thinking if I probably meet. I honestly probably meet two new people a day at work. Just the nature of the business of uh, new vendors and people that want to put their flyers in the in the school that I work in. Um, just all of that, I would say it averages about two people a day. And if I did five days a week for 52 weeks a year, just with the math, it'd be, it'd be around 500 people a year that I've met. 
uh, over 10 years, that would be 5,000 people. You know, I've been alive for 23 years. Obviously, I didn't meet it when I was a kid. But you could get you could get pretty close to 10,000 just saying it like that. But if you're saying people that you would recognize again, not even close. Yeah, that's true. I guess I should have should have changed it to like recognize because like really, it, your example is really good. So like the vendors that you meet that you might work with for an event, okay, you know them for like let's say you know the months that you might plan with them, and then maybe a year down the road you've forgotten totally about them. Like you wouldn't even recognize them again. So that number of people that you recognize would kind of, the number of people that you would recognize would kind of fluctuate, you know, like it would change based on like how far removed you are from a person or like how many times you've seen them recently. So maybe the question should be how many people do you, do you think you would recognize? But I just think that like people underestimate, first of all, how many people are in the world and secondly, like how many we actually interact with, like and and know well. I think. I'd put it at a cool thou of people that you recognize. Yeah, I think one thousand one thousand people at, on average would be a good number. Yeah, that's probably like a safe number. I think it's probably more than that, but I don't think it's ten thousand. I think I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember the context of what I was thinking of i just think of random stuff like this all the time but um yeah it's just interesting to like think about just like how big and how many people are in the world and like we really only know like a select few of them or at least give like the mental capacity to like a select yeah and i guess i guess it depends on your on your memory too because i could i could like i can picture my first second third fourth and fifth grade teachers and some of the people's in my class and stuff so i guess it just depends on memory and all that kind of stuff yeah, Nate was taking like a soft jab at me not being able to remember anything. But Nate, short term, go ahead. Loss. Yeah, there it is. Um, that's yeah. I'm not even going to deny that. It's probably true. I just remember, I only remember important things, and that's what it is. And you know what? If that's insulting for somebody that's like, "Hey, I met you this day, and you don't remember it," it's like, well, you know, make a better per- first impression. That's really what I have to say about it. But, Nate, anyway, we're running short on time, so wrap us up. All right. Well, since McCarty's allowing me to wrap us up, I'm going to say just a couple quick things. McCarty doesn't tell people happy birthday, um, and he doesn't have an imagination. So uh, just remember that as you go forward in your week. Um, Thank you for joining us again. It is... um, it is not Wednesday. I can't lie about it. We normally record on Wednesday. Today we're doing it on a Thursday, but you will hear this on Thursday if you listen today, because today is Thursday. So give it a listen. <laughs> give us a like on Facebook, and that's for your benefit, because you get to see the podcast and maybe interact with us a little bit. And and you make money. You make money doing it. You make money. That's not I true. Gonna I, I was going to say, maybe we eventually make money doing it, right? So like it <laughs> yeah. for that reason. Um, all right. Well, well, we'll let you hear from us next week. Next week. See you.